0: You're listening to Rust Belt Run. Running is what makes me realize that, like, I'm a human being who is worth something. That is not a good measurement of my value as a human.
1: We get between eight and ten thousand additional comments, and I read every one of them.
0: So you had to run Sand Run for your first. You become race director and take it out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's you know, it's got to be old guy. Naked in the locker room. I, I get to spend time with my friend Adam.
1: I get to do something with my friend. Right now, I'm not thinking much beyond what I'm going to be drinking next week at this time.
0: Coleslaw on a taco is not taco. It's
1: barbecue. And so we will be discussing tonight with some occasional swear words from Andrew because he's upset, and that's okay.
0: I know him as the biggest Kid Rock fan around.
1: You want that. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear God. You're listening to Rust Belt Running. I'm Adam Wheeler. You can find me on social media at WheelsUpInCLE. Joined as I always am by Andrew Hedinger. You can find him on social media at Andrew Runs A Lot. If you want to find the podcast on social media, you can find us at Rust Belt Running.
0: Before we go any further, let's take a quick break to tell you a little bit about what we do with run coaching. Adam, why don't you tell us about it?
1: It's personalized run coaching. It takes into account the schedule that you have to get your runs in, the goals that you have, as well as the base that you come to us with. You talk to us about what it is you want to be doing, the time that you have to do it, and we come up with a personalized plan that fits your needs, works on you towards your goals, and helps provide a bird's eye view on your training to make sure that you don't plateau, to make sure that you're doing the correct training that's appropriate for you, and to get you showing up on race day confidence that you're going to be ready to hit your race goals.
0: So to learn more about how we can help you hit your race goals, go to restbeltrunning.com. There you can find out about our different levels and coaching, find out more about us as runners and coaches, or you can support the show with buying merch, a sweatshirt, a patch that you can iron on to your singlet for that race that you're running soon. Maybe you don't want people knowing that you listen to us, but regardless, support the show. But for now, sit back and enjoy the rest of this episode.
1: Andrew, how you doing, bud? Doing fine, man. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I got nine miles in. It's been a good week. I talked last week about how I took a little bit of a step back because I had some hip pain and got back to it this week and um, body feels really good. I got 18 miles on the books tomorrow and I feel pretty prepared for them and I feel like I'm back on track and holy shit, it's five weeks until the Boston Marathon yeah, and I don't know yeah. where that time's gone. Um. Uh, but I feel good. I feel really good about where I'm at right now.
0: Yeah, I, I'm at the point where I, I did 14 this morning, and mm-hmm. uh, I we were talking before we came on here, and I was like, I need to go to the bathroom, and then I was like, while I'm down here, I'm gonna get an extra cup of coffee, but my coffee mug was upstairs in my office, and I was at oh. the po- I'm at the point where it's like, I'm just go dirty an extra coffee mug, <laughs> like I'm not walking back oh, upstairs. Yeah to which i normally would not do so but no this is like yeah i'm not walking upstairs right now if i don't have to screw that um that's
1: what dishwashers are for
0: exactly that's why i installed that motherfucker like two years ago yeah so that i could indiscriminately dirty up dishes so yeah, yeah but it was it was fun we uh uh, some of the some of the Wolf Pack, our, our Eagle Up team, came down to my neck of the woods, which is fun because I I don't live really near any of my running friends. I, I mean I'm a thirty minute drive same. to run with anybody, and um, same, yeah. But I've you know I've done it plenty. I, you know I've I've gone to track almost every week when the weather is not terrible over the last year and Mm -hmm. um you know done lots of long runs up in the akron area but yeah it's 30 to 40 minutes for me to go anywhere so it was fun like i uh i i strolled up to the to our meeting spot uh running (laughs) we we literally met right around the corner from my house so yeah it was nice it was was fun to show them my neck of the woods and um took our buddy abe through a cemetery and uh he was he was real hot on that, so made sure that that happened. couldn't disappoint Abe. And then we ran some hills and some of them I hadn't run before so yeah, you
1: did.'
0: some ridiculous houses too um, that a neighborhood I would definitely be back in and pretend that I live there. so
1: <laughs> yeah I uh there's a couple of neighborhoods around where I live where I'll run through some of the developments and just look around and be like, you know, I could pretend to live here one of these days. Bring people up there. And say, yeah, I used to live in this area. <laughs> Rexville and Broadview Heights is good for that. I'm in a, I'm yeah. in a pretty affluent part of Cauga County.
0: Um, yeah, we're gonna be up there. I well, this is riveting stuff so far. I know, I know. I should. Be yeah, you and
1: I, you and I have a fun. Yeah, uh, you, have, you have a fun little
0: car next week. While Rust
1: walking. Belt running night out on Friday, um, which is gonna be fun. St. Patrick's Day going with the Cavs game. Yep.
0: Yep, and uh, we'll uh, we're gonna spend a lot of money on an Uber because that's gonna be expensive yep. as shit. Yep. But yeah, but it's gonna be worth it because we're gonna be safe and we will probably be drinking and um, probably. <laughs> yeah, and dude, getting yes, I, we will. I mean, they're gonna have checkpoints everywhere coming out of Cleveland. I'm sure. Yeah. So, oh yeah, god, yeah. I'm not gonna mess I'm not messing around. I drive for a living. I'd
1: be fucked, man. I, yeah. I. I have not. I love, oh, my God. God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to randomly drop that in the podcast from now on, huh?
0: Whenever there's awkward oh, silence with you talking, I'm going to try to. Just going to drop it, it, it in? All just, right. I'm going to have to make sure. Gonna, I'm going to try to time it out where, like, you're just like. Thinking about what Mid-thought. you're going to say, and then it's just going to yeah. be, "I love my log." I'm just going to keep throwing that in there as much as I can.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, going back to noise. <laughs> <it, it, Joyce. laughs> there it is. I love it. I feel like every laugh track has that one woman in the background who's just losing her mind. It's so I'm great. Really tired. There's, I am too. <laughs> I'm glad, so we're recording on Saturday, and um, Daylight Savings kicks in tonight, and I have an 18-mile run in the books, and I love Daylight Savings. I wish to God that Daylight Savings was not kicking in before I have an 18-mile run, uh, but that is I, what it is.
0: I'm going to Youngstown to um, a WWE event with my son, and nice. we, yeah, I'm really excited. And last night, he's like, how long is it? And I was like, I think it's like two hours. Um, it starts at eight. Um, and I was like, yeah, if it's two hours, we'll be home by 11, 1130, because Youngstown's about an hour away. And, uh, you know, maybe even midnight. I don't care. Why? look, the freaking thing goes on for three hours. I'm <laughs> like, dang it. So... It's
1: like a sporting um, event. I mean, it's a true sporting event. Do you want entertain- to see me? Uh, yeah. Do you want to see me Friday
0: late?
1: night... No, I'm sorry. Please continue. Uh,
0: I was just gonna say, the Friday night show on TV is only two hours. So... That's why I was really hoping that the live event that we're going to, the house show, would only be two hours. And they don't have commercials because this isn't televised. So there's not gonna be right. You know, the 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 breaks. I was really hoping it was gonna I mean it's gonna be a lot of fun. We're gonna really enjoy yeah, it. Yeah. That, that, for that sure. lucky bastard is just gonna be able to fall asleep in the back seat while I'm driving. And uh Yeah. hmm
1: How do you get to Youngstown from where you're at? I'll go up to 76 and just take 76 out. Okay. 76 to 80. Okay. I got you. Really, I was uh, really
0: off to a rip roaring start here for this week.
1: We are. I was going to connect uh, the laugh track that you used to the recovery post that I literally just posted before mm. we started recording. Cause for some yep. reason it didn't post yesterday about how laughing is really good to help you recover. Cause it releases feel good hormones. Um, one, I feel like every laugh track has a woman who is just absolutely losing her (laughs) mind laughing and they're awesome. If you want a really good thing to laugh to, it's hard to find now because, um, I don't think these episodes are on TV anymore, but there used to be a show called inside the actor's studio. The host has since died. Um, but it was great because it was, uh, a, it was a professor who I think taught at Juilliard who would bring up actors to interview them about their, their acting craft. And one of the episodes was with Robin Williams and it's essentially Robin Williams, just for two hours, just being Robin Williams, just off the cuff improv. um, Like at times being very serious about his background, but then everything else is just, I, I can't imagine what it had to be like to live with Robin Williams, just that constant, like off the cuff personality. But there is a woman in the audience who is, like, so red. Robin Williams actually gets up and walks over to her and is like, are you okay? Like, do I need to get you something to help calm you down? Because she's losing her mind. Um, And as I was listening to the woman on that laugh track that you uh, posted, just losing her mind, that's what came to mind. Because I've been watching some old Robin Williams stuff lately. I miss that, man. Yeah. This has nothing to do with running, but I just miss Robin Williams. Oh, that's, that's fair.
0: Yeah. I uh, laughing. Yeah. I actually shared it. I saw that and I was like, I like that. And I, uh, I thought, uh, you know, that's, that's one of the things, you know, we we always want to highlight what things that we offer as coaches. And I do think that, yeah, uh, you know, not taking ourselves too seriously while taking your time <laughs> very yeah. seriously. Like yes. that is something that, you know, I, I think there's a lot of value in that. Like we do want to yeah. keep things light. And we do want to make you laugh and, um, cause training's hard. Running is hard. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, I don't want to, I don't want to take, I don't want every interaction with you to be like deadly serious or no. like, I want to have fun and be stupid. Like I, <clears throat> I'm the same, like in our group chats as I am on this, uh, podcast. <laughs> like I'm just yeah. I'm ridiculous. I, I, Cause it's fun. Like we do, we do this because we love it. And uh, yeah, I thought, I thought that was real. uh, I I thought it was poignant. And I, I think when I look back to uh, you know, some of the times where I took running maybe a little too seriously and I wasn't getting the results I wanted, I think there was a big part Mm -hmm. of that missing. And um, I don't think I would have ever posted a photo with, the caption, sorry about the hills, dogs, (laughs) you know, to a 14 mile run like I did today. Like, yeah, I I, some of the jokes that we made um, while running through a cemetery. uh, You know, I don't think I would have probably been that way four or five years ago. I just think that's in my I I, I was I tried to take things too serious. And now I think Mm -hmm. laughter, it's. It's good in a number of ways. I think it reminds you where you are, but yeah, it has those chemical effects that, you know, you you talked about in that post. So, um, yeah, just a little, little thing we, we want to give you. We don't want every episode to turn into like an hour-long infomercial for Rust Belt Running um, as far as coaching goes. But we, you know, we just want to highlight things when they're there. So, no. I love my log.
1: I think... (laughs) I do. I love Log. No, I think that's a really good point. (laughs) Brooke, do you really love the Log, or are you just pointing at things in the room and saying you love them? I love Log. I love Log. Man, it was great. When you you told me that you were going to post that, that you'd found it, I'm like, oh, I know exactly what I'm going with. And I woke up that day, and I found the meme, and she's my quick little photo editor. Um, No, I think that's a really, really good point uh, about, one, how we don't want to turn this into an hour-long infomercial for us, but the fact that we are the same people with our clients as we are, you know, on this podcast, because we're both very serious about our running. Like we want to get results out of our running. And when we talk about how a lot of our coaching is informed by just a lot of years of maybe doing things wrong and bringing that perspective to clients. um, I think something that I keep learning more and more as I get older is just that if you're consistent with the things that you do, like you're eventually going to get the results that you want. It maybe doesn't happen in the time right. frame that you want it to happen. And like things happen. Um, but if you're just pretty clear about the fact that, you know, be consistent with what's going on, see specialists if you have pain because pain that sticks around is not a good thing. And, um, be serious, but not be too serious about your running. Like just good things will happen. And that's right. a really simple recipe. And I think we offer that perspective and I think it's something that makes us effective. Um, Speaking of making us effective, uh we didn't want to jinx it when we recorded our last episode, but we can yes. finally reveal to the world what erica did yes
0: yeah she she got that six star she did um yeah no p r but I mean she and was cute like, <laughs> yes like she 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 didn't run it's her second, second fastest like uh, i yeah yeah second fastest right so
1: it is. I mean, and she, 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 she. I think she it. texted me. I think she texted me. that I, I Honestly, like, there's been so many different chats where she's been talking with us that I'm not sure which chat it was in. But she said, like, I'm now the person that regularly runs BQs, which she wasn't doing mm-hmm. a year ago. Um, so it's like, even though she didn't, I mean, her training indicated she could go faster. When I saw some of the pictures of how crowded the race was, she said it was the most crowded race she's ever done. And when I saw a picture of the finish line where it's just her and a mob of people, it's like, well, okay, now I completely understand why you didn't get to where you wanted to get to time-wise, but she still ran a BQ. She got her six star. Um, She's having a great time in Tokyo. I questioned her sanity because she was walking up a mountain that required her to walk up steps like two days after the race. Yeah. More power to you, Erica.
0: Well, hey, let's not give away her whole uh, week because we're going to have her on she doesn't know it yet. I haven't confirmed it with her, yeah. but I'm sure she'll be willing to. Um, and I want to talk about her she'll be uh, her Tokyo yeah. experience. But yeah, she uh, she killed it, and yeah you know, i was I was very I was very happy to see that um, when when I saw that she yeah. finished. There was, you know it's been it's been a journey for her, and you know we talked about that last yeah. week, um, kind of what she's gone through, and um, it's been it's not been easy in a number of ways, and it's about three years too late, but okay. it's there and uh yeah i'm yeah. i'm just overjoyed for her so yeah to see that i definitely raised a glass to her uh last saturday night <clears throat> and uh yeah i look forward to i look forward to more with her for sure cuz i know she's got you know we got boston coming up which she's not racing but she's going to run and then we got big things in the fall so i'm looking forward to hanging out with her in person yep. and uh in April and go to yeah. the Red Sox game with her. And, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be a, it's going to be a special weekend in a lot of ways. So I'm not even running, it. Mm-hmm. And that's a good little segue to, uh, what we're going to be talking about. Cause we're traveling for this race. That is going to be, shoot, yeah, I leave in, in by the time this episode is published. Yeah. I will, I will be, well, it will be one month to the day until race day yeah right the race is the 17th right or is that the day i leave
1: it, uh you're getting in what saturday april 17th
0: 15th. yeah 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 it's a, no yeah, So april 17th, 17th is the be, race uh, so yeah by the time this, this is March published 17th. it'll be
1: less than a month until we're leaving yeah that's wild Jeez. it's wild it's nuts I don't know. How, I I honestly don't know how we got to this point. In training. It feels I like... said it last week, but like I remember when I was in like week thirteen, and it felt so far away. And then I just fast forward. It feels like three weeks, weeks went like, oh, by. Now it's four weeks out.
0: It feels like yes. three weeks went by since last week.
1: It's nuts. Yeah. No, it's nuts. Yeah, I just got to put the finishing touches on this and. I'll get to go see Tim again to get my body all tuned up, and oh man, ah, I'm so excited! Real quick, I have a yeah, funny we get to travel for this. About... And traveling, yeah, okay.
0: Uh, I have a, I have a funny story about physical therapy, yeah, um, and uh, did, and I apologize did did you judging real quick. Cool? Eyes
1: while you <laughs> suffered.
0: <laughs> I want to apologize real quick. It appears Adam and I might be on a very slight delay, so if we talk over each other throughout this episode, I just want to uh, say I'm sorry. Yeah, so I was at uh, Physio three three o seeing Bethany uh, uh, this week, and just kind of a little tune up. But uh, you know, I've had like issues with I don't want to say issues, but like my my calves to let me know that they don't like what I do sometimes, uh, and yeah. I, I can get some pretty tight Achilles uh, issues. And so we were doing an assessment um, after she did some mm-hmm. needling and stuff like that. And she had me put my foot on a bench and, uh, keep my heel on the ground. And she's like, now touch your knee or keep my heel on the bench and touch your knee to the wall. Okay. And I was like, how do I do that? (laughs) I'm not even close. Like I'm trying to get my knee there. You want me to keep my heel on the bench and touch the wall? That ain't happening. And, uh, like she had this, I looked at her kind of like, uh, and she looked at me like, Are you fucking serious? <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I I really, I was like, Yeah, I can't. That's as far as I go. And she's like, You're supposed to be within like a fist of the wall. And I was like, yeah. Two fists away. And uh, <laughs> I'm so inflexible. Uh, and. Uh, but I think it's good because I think, you know, we might be discovering some, some of those deficiencies that I have yeah. that I can work on through some uh, different stretches and stuff. And um, I think uh, one of those things to, uh, you know, keep in mind is none of us are getting younger. Um, and as as we all continue yeah. to get older, I think it's important that we, uh, you know, see people like her. And, uh, you know, you go to Mike and Tim, I go to her. Um, I've gone to Varel uh-huh. in the, at Physiobalance in the past, and I, uh, you know, I, I definitely I found mine in Bethany, and uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a lot of work, but it's it's worth it. So I think I think it'll pay off. But all right, back to Boston though, because um, we were going to talk about traveling a little bit. So we're we're going to be by the time this is published you will be on a month away from being on the course, uh, which is so wild to think about. Um, yeah. you, uh, you, you kind of let us know that, uh, Erica had talked to you about some of the logistical things, but as far as the travel goes, cause mm-hmm. we want to kind of talk about traveling. You, you and I don't have a ton of experience with that. We went to Pittsburgh last year, uh, no. and we, we, we had mm-hmm. some fun. Uh, but, uh, you know, this year's going to be a little bit of a different animal. You're going to be there for a number of days. Yeah. Uh, and, um, you know, a cool city and kind of a – it's a once-in-a-lifetime event because you're only ever going to have one first Boston Marathon experience. And uh, I think right. – uh, So what, what are you kind of anticipating with travel? What's kind of – you know, that's super broad, but it was your idea for a topic. So you yeah. prepared. Um prepared. Yeah. I'm drinking a beer. No,
1: no, I'm good. Uh, I, heard, I heard the snap. I, f- I figured that's what it was. Um, so the first thing that is at the forefront of my mind is something that is out of one of Meb Kofleski's books. I think it might be his book, 26 Marathons, where he talks about the 26 race, uh, marathon races that he ran. Uh, I think it was to his first marathon where his luggage got lost. And so what he planned on racing it, he didn't have, he didn't have his shoes, he didn't have his kit. So the first thing that comes to my mind is that uh, everything that I plan on racing in is going to be on my carry-on and is going to stay with me at all times. I don't care yeah. if I have to go out and buy clothing or whatever else I need to actually like live in in Boston. But uh, the stuff that I'm used to running in, I need to have that on me. So that's the first thing that comes <laughs> to mind. Because, yeah, you mentioned how you and I did this in Pittsburgh last year, but Pittsburgh was, it was a drive. So, you didn't have to worry about checking bags, didn't have to worry about any of that stuff. Uh, the hotel was within walking distance of the start line, the finish line, gear check, all of that. So, that was really easy. Logistically, the race was easy for us.
0: Right. The,
1: the probably the most strenuous thing was the walk to the expo center to get our stuff. And even that wasn't bad. Uh, once we figured out our orientation in Pittsburgh, it wasn't bad. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, so yeah like that's the first out. thing that comes. Yeah, Pittsburgh is not an easy city to navigate initially, because um, it's, it's a city built into a bunch of hills, and it's, a, it's an older city. Like, even though it's a lot like Cleveland, it's older than Cleveland is. So um, it's kind of a difficult city to get around if you don't know your way, because there's a lot of curves, a lot of one-way streets, and a lot of hills that throw you off. Uh, so we learned that. So yeah, I think that's the first thing when it comes to traveling to Boston is that I am going to have all of my race gear with me, my shoes, everything that I plan on running in because that's the stuff I can't afford to lose. Um, second thing is is food. And this is where having somebody who's local really, yeah. really helps because this is not a city that I know at all. Um, and I, I don't really have issues with food per se, but at the same time, like what you don't want to be doing is – introducing too much new stuff into your diet uh days before a big race so having somebody in erica has sent me a ton of uh menus just to look at you know hey here's good stuff that's around you that you can get to you know you can make a reservation she's actually offered to cook for us the night before which is really nice um so i think food is the second thing on the menu because you know in, you know because you carb loaded last year you've got to make sure that you're getting your food in you've got to make sure that you're continuing to to make sure that you're getting your carbs. Um, I've looked around too, just for like quick staples. Like, is there a Chipotle nearby that I can just go and hit really quick? Because mm-hmm. a couple of Chipotle meals is going to cover a couple of meals for me. Uh, so that's the second big thing that I think I've figured out. And then the third thing is, and I don't know if this is necessarily a traveling to any race, but I think it's especially important if you're doing a bigger race like Boston, or I know New York does kind of a similar system. You know, they bust you out to the start line. And then you wait right? and you just, you wait because there's a huge professional race. There's multiple professional races that have to go off before you can, you've got, um, you know, the wheelchair athletes and the, the handcart athletes, and then the women start and then the men start. And it used to be that the men started right with the first wave of runners. They do that differently now. So you got a really long wait and, um, the gear check is at the finish line. So it isn't like you can take all of your gear with you you know it's boston in april god knows what the weather is going to be like so it isn't like i can take all of my warm clothes with me that i plan on having at the end of the race uh so i've got to logistically figure out like you know go and buy a bunch of throwaway clothes in case they're needed um i'm going to take a pair of throwaway shoes because assuming that it could be wet there i don't want to be running you know walking around in wet socks and wet shoes that i'm then going to have to race 26.2 miles in um so just knowing the logistics of that understanding that Grocer- yeah grocery bags grocery bags you know, something you can use for <laughs> Throw a those over your feet yeah well um,
0: not like it. grocery yeah. bags over your shoes that'll keep you dry
1: oh yeah 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 um so it's knowing all of those things cuz the way boston works is they ship you out to the starline in Hopkinton, and then you're in an open air field that's the athletes village and you're going to be there for however long that is and um you know hopefully the weather's halfway decent but if it's not Um, then you need to have a plan for how you're going to stay dry and how you're going to stay warm. Uh, I know when I talked to Erica, she talked about the really bad weather race. in I believe 2018 when Des won and it was rainy and cold, she has a friend. I don't know if the friend is still there, but she was telling me how she had a friend that lives near the start line and they stayed in that friend's house. And she's not sure she would have gotten through the race if she hadn't been able to do that. Um, So, yeah, those are just some of the little things that are actually really big things that are on my mind in terms of being prepared for the logistics of traveling to a very big international race that is going to be run by 30,000 people and is going to have hundreds of thousands, if not millions of spectators.
0: I think when it comes to the weather, I think you're hitting on something huge. And, you know, even though it wasn't traveling a distance, um, 2016 Cleveland taught me a lot about – Packing yeah. for weather, yeah, and and I mean it really is like mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think when especially when you're talking spring races, um, you got packed for every season. Like you, you can't, yeah, take anything for granted if you're if you're packing for a race mm-hmm. in a city you don't know. Temperatures feel different there. <laughs> Forecasts yeah. look different places. Like we know what fifty percent chance of rain means in Ohio. I don't know what that means in Boston. Yeah. I don't know what that means in, uh-huh. you know, San Diego or, you know, like any, any city I don't live in or haven't lived in. I don't know yeah. what the weather report necessarily means. It's like at the beach every day. When you look at the forecast, when you get ready to go to the beach, every day is a chance of thunderstorms, <laughs> you know, like you look and you're like, oh my gosh, this weather is going to suck, but it's like, no, yeah. you just get th- You get like a 10 minute thunderstorm every day. And the weather is going to show you that in the forecast, you know, so we don't understand Mm -hmm. what that means. You have to pack for, um, every season and be prepared. Uh, and I, I, that was just like something you kind of touched on there that I think is, uh, you know, is, is important to, to think about moving forward. I love what you said about keeping your like race gear as close to you as possible and checking or carrying it on. Like I, yeah. I, I was, th- that was something I was thinking about. Cause I think when it comes down to it, when you're traveling, especially like you have to travel for Boston or like, we'll have to travel for Chicago in the fall. uh, You have to, there are aspects you can control. And especially yeah. if the goal is large, those things you can control, you have to ha- take relentless control of. And yeah, you know, that's part of it. Like, Carrying on, uh, being early for your flight, um, making sure you have a long enough connection or your, you know, things are planned early in advance. So, you know, if you miss your flight, Mm -hmm. it's not a huge deal. Um, You know, I I think just everything that you can control, because there are so many variables about a race that you can't control. And there's so many variables about a strange city that you can't control that... Mm-hmm. Those things that you can, all those little things that you can, you you hold on to those like a right-wing gun nut does to his rifle. Like, cold dead hands, my friend. Cold dead hands. And uh, I... Uh, <clears throat> it's been a long time since we made a political comment. There we go. Um, been but, doing some yeah. pleasure reading, have you, Andrew? Uh, for like last couple of years yeah i got it. it's funny because like all my all my conspiracy theory ding dong books are like <laughs> next to me and um they're like in the frame <laughs> of certain videos that i post when it's like the full vision of my desk and i'm like i wonder if anybody notices like there's yeah. a big ass sandy hook book <laughs> next to me that i uh uh that i tore through um and it's big yeah That's- that's a, that's a large book. And I just, I murdered this. Yes. Movie, dude. That's an inappropriate, um, adjective, um, or adverb. I, I read this thing very quickly. Um, I actually might go edit that out, but yeah, really good stuff. Yeah. I have all sorts of, yeah, it's an eclectic collection. I have, um, conspiracy theory books. I have. Mark Freeman, Mark Manson, On Pace, Steve Magnus, um, our friend Patrick Lieber. I got all sorts of good stuff over here. And I'm going to pack a few of those (laughs) with me when I go
1: to Boston. Eclectic is the right word.
0: If anybody has any good um, conspiracy theory book recommendations, please let me know. Not like I want to believe in the conspiracy theories, but like about how conspiracy theories have become so mainstream. Um, that's the stuff I'm interested in.
1: So if you have any good recommendations, send them my way. I want to leave that topic for a minute and circle back to what you were talking about with the weather. You want to talk about? From,
0: you don't want to talk about Alex Jones for a minute?
1: Not at all. <laughs> May he rotten. May he rotten hell someday. Yes. Um. Uh, I just want to revisit the weather from Pittsburgh and how quickly that weather changed on us. Because um, I looked at the forecast. I believe it was just like four days out last year. And the forecast was predicting dry and 40 for the race. And it was like, I remember you responding like, holy shit, man, that, that is perfect. And within 48 hours, the weather had changed to like 80% chance of thunderstorms. It's going to be 50. And then even when we went to bed the night before, they were projecting storms for like the start, but it was going to clear out. And instead the storms hit a little bit later. Um, and the temperatures got up into like the low seventies by the time that I finished the weather changed like six times in, in right. 72, 96 hours. Um, fall can be a little bit more, consistent i think even though fall can be wildly all over the place but spring especially like going to a place Mm. like boston the east coast you just don't know you have no idea so like yeah you've got to have you've got to have plans especially if it's not a race you know with pittsburgh we had a little bit of time because you could walk to the start it was a 10-minute walk to the start we didn't have to be super um worried about the time in between leaving the hotel and actually starting the race not a case with Boston. I think the first shuttle for Hopkinton leaves Boston at six forty five. Race doesn't start till ten. Yeah. So yeah, granted you're talking about a twenty six, probably a thirty mile drive, and it's probably gonna take an hour to get there. But still, say so you get there at eight o'clock. It's two hours. It's a long time. That's... See that's why I
0: when the first time I and maybe the only time I do Boston when I do I just can't. We're gonna talk about Boston when we do a Boston episode. Let's not go too much into the logistics of Boston. Yeah, but um, I you know that's talking fine. about Pittsburgh. I think this is funny. I went back and I found my uh, my flat Andrew from last year. Um, flat Andrew is ready to go and subject to change due to weather. Um, and I yeah. I had my orange uh packable jacket uh windbreaker Mm -hmm. raincoat whatever you want to call it ready to go it was on deck um and that was when we talked about a couple weeks ago we woke up we saw sunshine i was like i guess i'm not wearing that (laughs) and uh yeah i i I don't think that would have protected me that much (laughs) it was so much rain i don't think there's anything that could have kept you um remotely close to dry. It probably would have just insulated steam in me. So, but yeah, like it, you know, that was, that has to be the mindset sometimes, you know, subject to change. Like you, you you gotta be, uh, gotta be willing to adapt and, you know, kind of roll with what the city brings you. I think last year too, one thing to go back on on Pittsburgh, and this is kind of, Mm -hmm. I kind of have some of the same mentality going into Boston and, you know, Chicago as well as, um, some friends and I are, I mean, Northeast Ohio is taking over Chicago similarly to how we did Columbus last year. Um, yeah, we have a lot of friends, uh, who are going to be in Chicago and, um, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, sometimes I think the most important thing you can do when there's these races is, um, you know, control the things you can control uh, but set realistic yes. expectations with everybody because everybody has different dietary needs. That was something like, I mean, yeah. last year when we went to Pittsburgh, you're way more relaxed than I thought you were going to be when it came to that type of environment. Um, I And I yeah. was the one who was like, hey – Uh, I'm cool with this. Like, what's your plan with this? Like I I was the one wanting to make sure everything we were doing was accommodating your needs because I was just going to cruise a half marathon. It was your weekend. Right. Um, Yeah. You you know, but everybody has different dietary needs, different expectations. You know, some (laughs) people want to take naps and stay off their feet. We want to go to a Red Sox game. You know, I invited Matt Martin. He doesn't want to go. And that's cool. Like there's no, he tried to yeah. like, mm-hmm. you know, almost sell me on why he wasn't going. It's like, dude, I don't care. You could say you don't want to go because you think Fenway Park is overrated. And I would think you're an idiot, but I would say that's fine. It's your race weekend. Like <laughs> I, uh, yeah, y- you, know, you put the know, so for it. yeah, you, you do what you need to do. Just make sure people around you that you may be associated with know that like the people that I'll be staying in an Airbnb with in Chicago you know we're already kind of like what do we want to do for this weekend and you know we've had other people say we should go out we should do this it's like uh, not really thinking I want to be going out too much like we have we have kind of like our group and like we know what we're doing so that they can just throw stress onto people that you know Maybe you don't want because it's race weekend. And uh yeah. you know, I think if, if you just be clear with people what your expectations are and what your needs are, and and ask people too, kind of what do they expect? You know, if you're like I'm going as a supporter at Boston, what do people want? Chris Gutierrez wants me to hand him a beer near the finish, which is okay gonna be difficult because yes, um, I have to find how I can get that close to him right? and and not have security tackle me thinking that I'm like, you know, doing something nefarious. Um, That's my biggest concern. So it may not happen, but you know, it's like, what, what, what can I do to support you better? And uh, I think that's, you know, whether it's race day or, you know, the whole weekend, like I'm not going to make plans based on what, I want to do, I'm going to make plans based on what Mm -hmm. you want to do and the rest of our friends want to do that we may or may not see, Um, you know, as far as going to the expo, things like that. Like I have ideas of what I would like to do, and there are things I'm going to be totally cool doing by myself,
1: but those realistic expectations, I think that's a really important thing. You know, that's a really good point because, you know, it, it's not just that you're traveling to a race. You're traveling to a city that you are not necessarily going to be in a lot. And right. there's a whole lot more of Boston that I would love to see. I'm, I'm there for, in my mind, business. So it's like I'm not going to do some of those things. Um, you know, going to a Red Sox game for me was always a, a no-brainer. Like, you have to go to Fenway. You're there. And you, honestly, like, part of it is you have time to kill. That's, I think, one of the difficult things about traveling to a race where you plan on really trying to race well is you don't want to be doing too much because you don't want to be stressed. You don't want to have too much on your plate that you are getting tired. And, um, you know, that's very much at the forefront of my mind. So, like, the Red Sox game is kind of, to me, perfect because it's going to occupy our afternoon. But then after that, yeah. the afternoon is going to be done. And outside of having to grab dinner and then probably one or two snacks, like, my day is going to be done. Like, it's going to be lock in rest get ready for the next day um saturday's nice because we fly in friday saturday's nice and this is again where you know if you can it's a cheat code to have somebody local who's there with you Mm -hmm. you know erica texts me and goes i know a back way into the expo where there's no line i'm like oh hot damn i'm all about that um so that's gonna save me a whole bunch of nobody well here's the good thing there's not a lot of people that listen to us so he's gonna know Um so I'm all about that. She's like, oh, like I want to try to get you to I think the tracksmith store. Because I do some giveaways, some stuff like that. So it's like she knows some of the stuff that would be cool to do, but also like to make sure that it's not going to be too stressful. Um so that's been a big help because now my Saturday is a little bit organized around doing the stuff that I need to get done and maybe doing one or cool things, but not too much. Um and The other thing that she's that's been really helpful and you talked about like people that are there to support you know you and niles are going to be going around the city a little bit sadly not on a tandem bicycle but still be going around uh hey i got i got a month to sell that to him you do and you might be able to pull it off uh my my parents won't be doing that so like i i talked to eric i'm like where's a good spot for my parents to go because they're not going to be jet setting all over boston and one of the things that's unique about a race like this compared to say something like Columbus, where you zigzag through the same part of the city multiple times is it's a, it's a, it's a point to point. Basically you run past the place once and that's it. So, you know, my question was where can I position my parents that they can see me because it's a packed course. I mean, she talks about the course being often five to six people deep. So where can I position my parents so that they're close enough to the finish where they can get around pretty easily and find me, but also be able to see me on the course. And she gave me a pretty good spot to do that. Um, So that's, I think the other thing too, is like with spectators, people that are coming, you want to make sure that you're planned for, but you also want to make sure that they're planned for. Um, And I've kind of felt like it's my job to make sure that they're taken care of that way. And that's, again, we're having, somebody who's local there is a really big help. Cause we've already had a pretty lengthy conversation about some of those things. And she keeps hitting me with just like just some new stuff, like new things for me to consider new things for you know us to do. So it's nice. Right. Cause it's helped me plan out that weekend in such a way that I know I'm going to cover what I need to get done, but I'm not going to be overwhelmed by it either.
0: What are you, uh...
1: what are you thinking of doing that Saturday? Cause that's oh. going to be kind of a, lengthy day for you to not have anything to do. So obviously you're going to go to the expo.
0: Well, yeah. Um, I'll probably run in the morning somewhere. I'm going to, I'm going to have like eight to put in at some point that weekend. Okay. Um, So that'll probably be the day for that because. but it depends. I don't know. I I really, I don't, I, this, that's the fun thing about not racing is I can be a little more loosey goosey. Um, But I, I might go do a shakeout with one of our athletes that morning, um, who's going to be there. That uh, we talked about that a couple weeks ago. Or I, uh, yeah, I might go do my own thing, mm-hmm. or just hang out with Erica and Niles and do whatever. I have no idea. I, I'm not going to be stuck in their um, their condo, though. I tell you that I will be out in Boston somewhere, <laughs> like seeing a city yeah. that. I don't know anything about, so I will. Yeah. Yeah. And, it'll, and that'll be fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. That's why I'm really glad I'm flying in. Um, I'm trying to give myself max time without taking extra time off of work. So I'm flying in late, late Friday night, early Saturday morning. Right. That way I can wake up there Saturday. Uh, right. As opposed to, um, you know, being waking up early here and then getting there and being tired and all that crap so yeah but then it's kind of yeah whatever else every is kind of up to the people who are participating i'm i'm there along for the ride and i want to you know again i want to be as accommodating to everybody as i can so um it's not my weekend i'm just going to have a lot of fun and be taking a lot of pictures and being silly as best i can around boston
1: you will manage that well.
0: Mhm. I I that's one of my best things. So, um Yeah, I I do think, you know, when you're traveling to a city that you haven't been to and don't know if you 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 do need to find things to do to pass the time that are awesome to get to know yeah. the city. More more than yeah. you know, just the race will do. Like man like going to a baseball game, it's perfect. Like, that was perfect last year. And we went in the evening. Um, it was. Mm-hmm. I, we didn't stay for the whole game. We stayed to see Robbie Perez get a base hit. Oh, no, you didn't see that. You missed it.
1: Yes, I did. Now I think I missed, missed him it. coming home. I, I.
0: Shit, did I? You yeah, missed you know it. what? Yes. I think
1: you're right. I was off getting a beer, and then I came back, and I was gloating about Roberto Perez. And now I he's have gone
0: video. and Austin Hedges is there. I have video of his guardians. Catchers and I'm up like, up in Oh, I'm like, Oh my gosh, Adam missed it. Adam missed it. And this guy in front of him or in front of me thought that I was yelling at him that I missed it. And he like turned around <laughs> and was like, I'm so sorry. And I was like, no, 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 no. And I have it on video. I have the whole thing on video. It's uh. It's kind of awkward, but it's, it's really funny. And then they, it turns out they were actually from like Northeast Ohio. Cause I was wearing a rubber ducks hat and he was like, that's a really cool hat. That's and right. Yeah. So that whole interaction started. Cause so yeah, something like that.
1: Yeah. yeah I forgot all about that. That whole interaction started because we were about not there. Perez. Uh I was getting a beer. You know, I actually I, actually went my defense, and I getting a
0: beer. I, I actually went and listened to uh, both of our recaps. I was carving up. I needed I, all those carbs. I, I went and listened to both of our recaps from last year. Um, and that, was, that yeah. was part of it. That was uh, really fun. Um, yeah, you know, I think when we were talking <laughs> was. about the whole weekend. Now we are really far behind right now. What the heck?
1: Yeah, we've been off a little bit. Your camera's actually been cutting out, too. I don't know what's going on. Sweet. It's probably my son playing Fortnite. Yeah. It could be. Well, whatever. I think we've We'll see we've, what this episode hit... turns out to be like.
0: Yeah, it is what it is. Um, we, I think we, we've, yep. we've hit a lot that we need to. So... Um yeah we we look forward to traveling and I think it's something we're gonna do. We're definitely doing more this year I mean i I got Erie in Chicago yeah. and you got Boston so there's plenty of uh there's plenty of travel and there's yeah. plenty of ideas for the future and doing more of it so um, hopeful to be uh to be back in Boston in twenty four for me.
1: I hope. you are i'll be there buddy i'll get and to spectate well
0: whatever so everybody we uh, we thank you so much for listening um we will not have an episode next week which might be for the best because we're having technical difficulties for the first time in a long time so um Do feel free in the meantime to like, subscribe, review us on your favorite podcast platforms and check out rustbeltrunning.com and make sure you put your team together and sign up for Rust Belt Running Teams. Our our little personalized spin on group training, a smaller setting for your group uh, where we wanna join your team, we don't want you to join ours. Uh, So until I see Adam this weekend, Yeah, I guess, Adam, I'll see you next weekend. And everybody else, enjoy your miles, everybody.
1: I love my log.